Uh, good afternoon, good evening, handy viewers, handy listeners, such as you are. Uh, welcome to this part five in our Navigating Navigators series, in which uh, my good friend, Mr. Connor Rooney, say hello, Connor. Hello. See, it's exactly the same every single time. Weird. Um, and I go through the newly spoiled, thanks, Gubs, um, versions of the Navigators card. So we had a whole schedule over the forthcoming weeks of how we were going to do this, but now we're not. I'm just going to knock him out in one evening, so you should have all of these fairly quickly. So this evening we will be looking at, um, I think it's fair to say, Mr. Tamplin's favourite player, um, Azimuth. I think this is everyone's favourite player. I have to say, I, I'm, I'm making a joke at Chris's expense, but I have to say I'm a big fan of Azimuth. He's... I, uh, the, the best comment I saw on him was someone in the uh, the Discord basically said, if you're playing app, if you're playing navigators, it's because of Windfinder and Azimuth. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Also, you can of course do your whole Moana cosplay routine on the pitch uh, and just give him a little hook instead of a trident. I don't think that would be unreasonable. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely doable. So, as ever, this is not a card read. You already have the cards in front of you. Thanks. Um, <laughs> so, Connor, where would you like to start? Oh, man, where to start with this guy? Uh, the fact that he has the most reliable knockdown in the game and two-inch reach. Yeah, that seems reasonable. That's, yeah, that's a good start. Rerolls going into a non-momentous knockdown on two. That seems like a thing that's going to happen quite a lot of time. Um, how, how about a ranged knockdown that also has a dodge for some reason? <laughs> I hadn't even th- I didn't see the dodge. I hadn't even seen the dodge on that. That's oh, hilarious. it's so good. And, and of course, this is our second ranged knockdown in Guild, which I think puts them in a club all the of their own. The best part of it is that if you hit, you can basically, in one attack, if the opponent has no momentum, just knock them down and dodge away and just be like, you're doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah, oh, so good. Well, I, I, I'm not sure about Yeah, how, how frequently do you think that disarm is going to be used? I mean, I love disarm, but... <laughs> I think you take it on a counter-attack where the knockdown yeah, yeah. wouldn't do much. All right, that's fair. If they've already uh, got the momentum and you don't want to just make them spend momentum. Or, of course, um... Oh, hang on. Netted isn't even once per turn. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> I was about to say, of course, you know, if you've already used Netted and da-da-da-da-da. But no, like, sh- that's not all right. <laughs> not until the Navigators are rotten next year. <laughs> oh, I mean, blacksmiths were errated before they were released, so there is still time. There is still time for that to become oh, a once-per-turn. A, a, a non-once-per-turn ranged knockdown. That's got to be a first, surely, because even, oh, with, man. even with Dead Bolts and whatever Stave's ability is called, they're both once-per-turn. I could yeah. tell you. I mean, I know for a fact Dead Bolt is Stave. I couldn't say with any great certainty, because, you know, when do you see him? Um, well, yeah, it's hard to say. His cause costs two, and he is a three-influence cap anyway, which is also true of Azimuth, except he can hit it on his playbook. Yes. Um, and, you know, it doesn't require a heroic, really, to get super useful and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, we, we are infusing greatly. Let's uh, have a little more decorum, Connor. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, the back of the card is the thing that immediately draws me. I don't know about you. It's nice to see, well, it'd be nice to see, were I playing them, uh, close <laughs> control in a footballing guild. Um, yeah, that's handy to have. 
It's, I mean, I mean, you tell me, fish, close control aside, out of like one legged stance and Corsair, there's not a lot of close control there, is it? Just, just tentacles. Just tentacles. And equally for engineers, or I suppose with the other comparable footballing guild, um, it's just, They've got a bit more. They've got a bit more, but where is it? It's on a velocity. Velocity. Pinvice? Pinvice. I feel like there's a third, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I can't remember which of the rules he doesn't have. Of he course does he's got, not have sturdy. He doesn't have sturdy, that's it. He's got, he's got yeah. stoic, but he doesn't have and, and close control. But well, it makes sense. He's got, you know, four legs. Um, so it's nice to see close control in a, in a footballing guild. The combination of gladiator and poised. Oh, man. So And he, close control. And close control. So he's getting a free counterattack once per turn. Yeah. Lovely. And if he declares a counterattack, he's defense five. And if you've charged him and he use, goes to the stance, he's defense six. That seems quite, quite good. He is very good at being the first person you pass to when receiving the ball. Yeah. Where yeah, one yeah. of the wingers will get it, pass it to him. And if Mist wants to charge him, uh, that's a lot more of a threat now in season four with the momentum. With the free momentum, yeah. Um, so you can actually afford to get around close control that you used to not. But when he's got a pretty reliable knockdown or tackle, um, although I think you'd often just take the knockdown and watch that ball scatter away from mist. But well, I don't um, know. Like the, the the knockdown on the counter is is one thing, but. If it's, you know, if it's, we're sort of talking here in a sort of defensive against that high pressure kickoff, be that in the form of mist or vitriol or shark or, or velocity, um, getting that range knockdown is one thing. But of course, if they've got the momentum, they can stand. But that yeah. knockdown dodge is, oh, so is huge because unless they've got a spare acrobatic going, so we're really only talking mist at this point. Um, they are not getting back into base to base, and all of a sudden you've got that 5-0, 12 wound model stood in the middle of your line. And as you very accurately pointed out last time we spoke about Windfinder, she is an incredibly reliable source of momentous damage. As yeah. is, it's fair to say, well, not incredibly reliable, but certainly very reliable, with uh, momentous two on four, which should be very, very hitable with attack six and re-rolls. Yep. I'm not, ev- I'm not even sure Corsair wants to take a parting blow from this guy either. No, no. Because, uh, I mean, he probably doesn't wrap to the knockdown, but I think it's about a 33% chance or so that he does. And uh, you really don't want to be risking that. No, no. It's enough to make it think, actually, my usual immunity isn't going to be taking effect here. Exactly. But, man, the uh, uh, it's so hard because you say the back of the card is what draws you. And, I mean, me, everything yeah. on his card. He's a 5-7 move instead of a 4-6 like Kraken. Or a mm-hmm. lot of other big guys. Uh, I'm not sure. There aren't that many 4-0 models in the game that aren't glass cannons. So 4 yeah. 18 boxes is a really unique stat line in my mind. Um, I, I don't know. It's one of those things. Where, like Zero armor is interesting because, of course, it, it skews the maths hugely. But then it also... Yes. Anything like anatomical or they ain't tough or anything like that just immediately is worthless now whether that's a you sort of take the mindset of cool i don't have to do that i don't i don't need to use that ability or is it a wasted point on your opponent's card Mm -hmm. so 
Yeah, the uh, the other thing we haven't really touched on is uh, the fact that he is your second person in faction with momentous damage. Yep. Yep. And it's fairly reliable with some setup, which yeah, he does that, himself quite well. I mean, you're, you're never going to one-round someone with him. Uh, I think the three influence cap does a very good job of making sure that he isn't, like, gutter two, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Um, and I certainly think, you know, if I, oh. can speak, if I can speak for, like, all the people that play against Fish, I'm really glad that this guy isn't the crossover model, because um, I'd hate to see him with Corsair. Yeah. Corsair players are definitely crying that he's not... Oh, you're like, it's, and you aren't. Oh, could you imagine <laughs> this guy in the... I think this would actually be an improvement over Gutter. Oh, really? Well, prob- probably not, but only because of the four influence cap being the big difference. You don't and that find... is something that I think is one of his major weaknesses. Okay. Um, and when I say weaknesses, I mean literally the only thing that keeps him from being completely <laughs> broken. Yeah, is the yeah. fact that he can only take three influence. Because I feel like this guy's getting a full stack every turn, um, other than probably turn one. And, uh, man, could you imagine how good he'd be if there was a speed buff that let him spend more influence in the faction? Oh, I didn't even thought of, yeah, full speed ahead. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that three influence cap effectively could be due to be a five influence cap with a 11 inch threat range oh it's so good he's that is, so I mean, good and so yeah that, that really sort of brings us on sort of the, the the next thing i wanted to talk about which is now that we i mean we're one player away from seeing the sort of full native six of the navigators so with windfinder and wonder and fathom and horizon where i mean it looks to me that azimuth's going in pick one every single time in the draft yeah, I, I think I think he probably is the because I I tend to pick Hag first in Fisherman, and yeah. although he's a very diff and Brick first in Masons, and yeah. he feels kind of like that same player where Harrow you're gonna Thomas, run him, and there's no point. Like, yeah, there there's just certain players you just expect to see, and uh, I think he's definitely the one. And that's fine. I mean, neither, neither you or I are particularly fond of the phrase auto-include, um, as it's lazy thinking, frankly. Um, but both from an aesthetic quality and also from what he brings to the team. And let's be fair, as that sort of uh, defensive midfielder, central anchor to the pitch, he really is your only option to be doing that. Yes. Um, at least without some very, very creative thinking, which, you know, I'd like to see and I encourage. Yeah. Um, he he really is the one person that can fulfill that brick-like role of just holding the central midfield. Yeah, I am very... This also gives me hope that uh, maybe in Season 4, Kraken will be able to fill that role oh. in the Shark team. <laughs> you hold on uh, to that hope, Connor. You hold on to that hope. <laughs> he, he's never really fit... I mean, he's fine in Corsair. He's not my favorite, but some people rate him. Sure. But uh, he just does not fit at all in a Shark lineup. No. Um, whereas Azimuth and Veteran Fangtooth are examples that Steamforge has kind of figured out how to make big guys that fit in football teams. Okay. And uh, they're two very different players, too. Um, I mean, I the thing the same, with Azimuth... The same, could be said for, the same could be said for Gast as well in many ways. Um, yes. I mean, whilst I am not a huge Gast fan, he, doesn't, he rarely makes my 10, let alone my 6. 
he does a wonderful job at skewing with like incoming striker maths. So we we've definitely there are the the potential for like you know the big guy, um, I suppose centre back kind of footballing players rather than just big guy beaters. Yeah, and the interesting thing about him is his playbook and everything looks very different from the wingers in the team. Mm. Uh, but because of his tack six and, and the fact that he's still a two six kick with re rolls, so basically a four six kick. Yeah. Um, he's just as good at getting the ball and scoring as those big guys are. Uh, yeah, if you yeah. have to walk up better, and attack. Better man. Yeah. Than, you know, I, I would I say. Mean, I mean, so this guy can score goals too. I mean, my God, he is a. He is definitely has me a lot more excited to try this team than I already was because now I see the path to victory when something goes 100%. wrong yeah the ball uh, so between him and windfinder because like the the two goals you know uh, fathom and, and angel alone could probably get you two goals with boards yeah. allowing is are azimuth and wind and windfinder enough to get you the two takeouts because everyone um, else not really going to be chipping in all right you know chipping in probably the right phrase but yeah the majority I of the work is going to be done by these guys i think you're still usually going to be aiming for three goals uh, but between the two of them you can threaten strikers and wingers quite quite well mm-hmm. so against teams like butchers or fish if they come in and steal the ball or come in and try to alpha you you can actually respond a lot better uh, and the big issue I have with Sharkfish is if Mist comes in and scores, you basically have to choose between killing him or winning the momentum race. Yeah. Whereas these guys, at least you can do, even if you it takes a captain and a squaddy full stacks to kill Mist, you'll at least be doing it momentously. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so... And Horizon pushing people off the pitch is always a good way to get a second take. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, interesting to note, uh, apart from Wanda, this is our first squaddy without the momentous tackle double dodge. Yes. On the last column of their playbook, which is a relief. <laughs> for me. Oh, could you? Yeah. I mean, he's interesting, though, because he doesn't have a momentous double dodge at all, and he doesn't have a momentous single push at all, but he is a dodge, a momentous dodge, and a momentous double push. Mm. Just kind of weird i like it yeah no very very interesting player i think certainly more so than any other player far perhaps Windfinder really allows us to get a feel for what you would be doing with them on the pitch it's almost like mm-hmm. you can now start to make plans yeah and also disarm just makes it so rough to get through close control that is a good point i hadn't thought of that so if you go in yeah. with say vitriol or someone of that ilk tack five you know, the charge, you're not getting the tackle unless you wrap the whole way round. And if you have wrapped mm-hmm. the whole way round, you're not getting that, that clone or that double dodge um, to yeah. protect yourself. Yeah, it's interesting because 4-0 means um, the lack of armor makes close control a lot less strong. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you're a model that's like missed, you're, uh, even if he gets disarmed... Uh, he still probably will hit the tackle on two dice needing a four. Yeah, yeah, that seems reasonable. Um, although it's interesting to note, unless with the last player, which um, you know we'll come on to shortly in a different cast. Um, <laughs> cast. Um, uh. No condition removal in this team. Oh no, there's some on Fathom. Am I? Am she I has a. 
Oh, have I completely Yeah, Fathom has smelling salts. Of course she does. Her two-inch smelling salts. Sorry, I ignore That's that. That's going to be so fun thought... in season three. <laughs> I thought for a moment there there was a weakness, but no. Um, so it definitely looks like we've got a team that, you know, preferences the 3-0, take, 3-0 goal game, but could probably do the 2-2. A very heavy control-based um, team in my eyes, control football. Um, in the way, the same way that you and I described describe Fish as a control team, when a lot of people won't. But it's all about positioning. It's all about board mm-hmm. state, rather than ability-based control. It is hard control. So yeah. the in terms of being a minor guild with control-based elements in a football team, which can threaten takeouts as well, the obvious comparison there is rats. So where are we seeing? Is Azimuth our scourge in this instance? Is he sort of? He feels almost more like the Vet Graves role in a way, where he's okay. more of a setup piece mm-hmm. um, that can do some damage. But I mean, he's no Scourge or Vet Fangtooth in the like big guy in a more football y team that just destroys players in one no. round. He won't no. do that for you. I mean, Scourge has what, a momentous six on six or something? Um, if he's diseased, yes. Yeah. And Azimuth's is half of that so so the damage output is certainly much it's solid but it's still not great so azimuth doesn't do anywhere near the damage that scourge does no he definitely has a lot more flexibility in his ability to play football Mm -hmm. and to uh set up teammates yep like as a very quick thing how reliable uh attack six uh, versus a four and one target how reliable is that netted dodge have you done I the math think, on this? I think it's about it's somewhere in the eighty eighty percent range. Yeah, 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 I've literally just done the numbers of this. Eighty three percent. Hilarious. Hilarious, man. Oh. It's absolutely the, hilarious. the turns where he gets souped up by Windfinder, charges yeah. in on someone and is just knocked down, knocked down, knocked down, knocked down. Oh boy! I mean, you can just just think about how brutal this guy is going to be in alternate formats too. Oh, I mean, not the most competitive, but uh, he fits in a Blackheart team. No, no, stop now. With Minerva. <laughs> oh no, no! Right, you um, in the very brief moment we're off air, you think you found a weakness. So let's hear about that. Or at least yeah, so this is, this is an interesting part of the team, is that um, three influence cap players uh, are not the most popular, as you'll see okay. with Shank. And they're doing a lot better of a job making them more playable. But mm-hmm. the lineup I really like so far for this team, which is basically all Ryan. the navigators we've seen so far and Siren. And Siren, yeah. Um, that's, <laughs> they're all... Three two three players and a mascot with a two influence cap. So, does that make life easier for new players? I think so. Yeah, it's um, it definitely makes influence allocation easier just because and that's you can only that, put it so many places. Yeah, and that's certainly one of the things that um I found looking at the when you when you were playing the game and I wasn't, and you were describing it to me. One of the certain the biggest barriers of entry just mentally getting my head around the game was a concept of influence allocation. So having yes. a situation where Siren, Azimuth, and is it Furthermore or Horizon? Horizon has Horizon three. Horizon can only take three. So between those three players, I 
you know, the decision there is is almost made for you. It's not quite Boar or Rage mm-hmm. Prime, where it's just like one on board because Boar has one, and I move yes. on with the rest of my allocation, <laughs> which is brilliant. I love that as a new player. Just like here's a decision made for me. Um, so it's interesting. Does that, as a more experienced player, does that limit things for you, or does that just make, or is it, or is it just a thing, frankly? Yeah, I mean, it does limit things. I think the where it's really gonna hurt the. I mean, yeah, there's a reason that was Siren's nerf, and you still see her all the time, but she's nowhere near as powerful as she was with four. Well, now Um, she effectively has five, if you want, so... (laughs) Yeah, although she still can't hard cast Seduced and kick the ball, which was always the bigger issue. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, well, she can if she gets it off the charge. Yeah, but it make but she can oh, do that now. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah, you just can't uh, do it from range. But what's interesting is, um, yeah, with with uh, basically no, only Fathom and and uh, Windfinder in the lineups I'm most keen on uh, would actually be able to take a full stack. And what it mm-hmm. does mean is, if a dice roll goes wrong, you can't set up to make up for it in the same way. So, so you, can only, you don't get many Plan Bs, is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if say if say you're on a turn where in Fish, Sakana or in Union Mist have the mm-hmm. ball and they're going to go first, charge and shoot. They only need mm-hmm. three influence, but I'll usually put a fourth on just in case everything goes horribly wrong. Yep. Especially Sakana, um, because he can actually hit the dodge pretty yep. reliably. That if something does go wrong, you can just do it again, and you don't have that leeway with someone like Horizon or Siren or Azimuth to a lesser extent. But for him, it's more just if you could make four attacks with him a turn, you'd want to because they're great. Mm. Equally, I suppose, whatever your influence you are putting down on these players, the intent is pretty clear. Um, Yes. With the, you know, like... When you know when I'm when I've got my morticians on the pitch, the chances are, unless I've got a very specific plan, the default position for me is usually brain pan gets four, because yeah. what am I what what am I doing with it? You know, it's exactly um, it's very very difficult to predict what that influence is being used for because of his incredibly versatile nature, if not fragile. But that's you know another in or there. Um, so I think you know if you put a stack of influence on Angel, a stack of influence on Fathom, you're going to threaten the ball and try and score. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Azimuth is a little less predictable, uh, and Windfinder, I think, is really unpredictable because she's got mm-hmm. so many options. Yeah, yeah, I mean, she's a poor um, captain. I but yeah, the, the wingers in this team, uh, if you've got three influence on them, it's pretty clear they're going for that tackle, double dodge, and a goal. Yeah. Perfect. All right, Connor, any closing thoughts on Azimuth before we move on? Oh, he's just so good. I can't wait to get him <laughs> on the table. I must be, yeah. Um, I think he's certainly the first of the Navigator players outside of Windfinder that's sort of piqued my interest um, just because he's, I mean, I'm not a footballing player. That's not really my thing, but he, so look at it. I'll tell you what I'm thinking about. I would love to give Rush a go in some kind of Home Nations Cup. Yeah. Like this guy, Burnish, Gast, Scalpel. Oh. Yeah, there we go. It looks yeah. like a fun team. <laughs> For who? <laughs> anyway, um, thank you very much, handy listeners and handy viewers, such as you are. Rest assured, we will be back very shortly with our final Navigating Navigator series. And until next time, I need a better outro.